You're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. And we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, we're talking about cultivating a growth mindset. Let's get to it. forever since we've talked it has been forever it has been over two weeks Mm, (laughs) it's too long I was it was really nice to catch up though before we started recording and to get back on our podcast train keep it going um Mm. this is definitely one of the highlights of my week one of my favorite passion projects so I'm so happy that after all this time we're still keeping on keeping on I know me too and It's been, I mean, we mentioned this in a previous episode that we recorded, but having the set time to record has just been such a life changer. Yeah, totally. Just made it so much easier. Yeah. And even though we have skipped our last two times, at least we both knew that come today that it was time to start again. So yeah, yeah, keeps it from, from letting us fall off the wagon. So all positive all around. Um, and we're starting a new experiment this week. You know, here at Guinea Pig and Green, we love our little experiments. <laughs> um, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, probably seen when we tried a capsule wardrobe recently. We did our zero waste month. And so this week we're trying something new inspired by the author Laura Vanderkam, who wrote the book 168 Hours, Why You Have More Time Than You Think, which was awesome. So Laura, what are we doing this week? We are tracking our time uh, based on what we're doing throughout the day in increments of 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a lot. Um, I'm already feeling so behind because the last time I inputted my data, I was, it was before lunch and before we started doing this. And so, yeah, it's been a while. So I'm like already dreading (laughs) filling it in, but um, we're doing it to kind of keep track of where we actually spend our time and how we could maybe use it better, even if that just means restructuring when we do certain things during the week. Um, In her book, she talks a lot about, you know, if you want to have more time with your family, for instance, um, an example of a family who is just having no time at all to have family dinner, so instead they decided to implement family breakfast. So it's all about just finding creative ways to use your time better. And I'm interested to see what we learn if we if we find any insights in, in the way we're spending our time. So. Yeah, right now I'm looking at my chart and I'm just kind of guilty that I spent the whole morning sleeping. By which <laughs> I mean like the morning up until 7.20. Why does this chart start at 5 a.m.? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's many increments of 15 minutes I'm wasting. I know, but at least ours will go a little bit later in the evening than hers probably would. I don't know. She works. Yeah. She wakes up at five to like work out. I'm like, that's just not me. But um, <laughs> we're gonna see how it goes. We're gonna do it for one full week, seven days, and then a couple weeks from now we'll do an episode about how it went and if we learned anything. So stay mm-hmm. tuned. What's the phenomena where being observed changes your behavior? Oh, I know. I know that was one thing you brought up when I when I suggested this as a, an episode. You're like, I'm totally gonna be way more well behaved when I know that I have to write it all down, especially since you're an obliger. But um, yeah. for me so far, it hasn't changed anything. I've kind of been doing it retroactively. So apart from making me feel making myself feel guilty for like going on Facebook, I've still gone on Facebook. So 
maybe that'll change mm-hmm. as the week goes on. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think that where I'll find difficulty is the things that could go under several names. So was I commuting or was I reading? Right? Like it's one of those seems like maybe a big time waster and then one of those doesn't. Um, or it's like, was I waiting for the bus or was I checking Instagram? Um, <laughs> because well, which of those is more honest though? I feel like Checking Instagram is more honest than waiting for the bus. And reading is more honest than commuting. Or, like, more accurate, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, that's actually how you're spending your time. Yeah, that's true. It's secondary that you're commuting. Yeah, something like that. Well, we'll see. We'll see if we how it goes. So anyway, but this this experiment kind of ties in really well with our episode topic today because it's just one more example of how we're always trying to grow and learn and optimize and <laughs> and make our lives that much better, um, which mm-hmm. I think is a huge part of having a growth mindset and to always be open to learning, um, like ABL, always be learning. Um, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this because I think this is a topic we're both really passionate about and, um, and I think something that we both pride ourselves on, always, always, being follow- sorry, always following this path and, and trying to improve ourselves. Mm-hmm. And even if you're just taking yourself from zero to complete beginner, <laughs> yeah. it's, kind of fun, it's kind of fun to learn the basic skills of things. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's just talk briefly about what we mean by growth mindset. This term is kind of inspired by the psychologist Carol Dweck's research. She's done a lot of research with whether people have a fixed or growth mindset. Um, a fixed mindset would mean that you believe that you are the way you are, your personality is the way it is, your intelligence is how it is, and people who have a fixed mindset tend to try and prove themselves or they t- tend to try and um, disparage certain aspects of their life like oh that's not important to me because they think they're not good at it and they can't get better at it um, whereas someone who has a growth mindset believes that everything is changeable and changing the, the brain always has a chance to grow and improve and and that we can improve and we can improve in a lot of different ways um, and she's also done experiments where she's taken people from having a fixed mindset to having a growth mindset by showing them a presentation that um that suggests that the brain is always growing and or always generating new cells. And people, after they experience this presentation and learn this knowledge, they're just so much more willing to make mistakes and to try new things and to try again and again and again, where someone with a fixed mindset would just be like, oh, well, I'm not smart enough to do this problem, so I give up. So it really does make a huge difference. And um, I think it comes into play in a lot of different things that we might not even think about very much like yoga, flexibility, um, drawing, painting, singing. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. All of those things are things that we tend to think we're either good at them or not good at them. We're creative or we're not. We're flexible or we're not. Um, But that if we have and we try and cultivate this growth mindset, we can really improve ourselves and change in lots of new ways, which is so exciting. Mm -hmm. I really liked, and I'm going to butcher it, but there's a story in Liz Gilbert's book, Big Magic, where she talks about her friend who took up, learned, she she started learning about, what was it, dinosaur bones or something <laughs> when she was like 80? 
Oh. I'm butchering this. I apologize in advance. Um, <laughs> and by the time she was 90, she was seen as this expert. Because right. anytime you dedicate yourself to something for a decade of your life, you're going to become an expert. But most people think, okay, by the time I'm 80, like, I'm done my learning. Uh-huh. Um, so it's amazing that, like, she was a beginner at something and still managed to become this expert. And, um, yeah. yeah. So it just goes to show, like, you can always get better and not just better, like you can always get extremely good at something that you don't even know how to do today. Right. I always think about that quote, like whether you start today or not, like a year from now, the time will still have passed. So you could start today and a year from now, you'll be a year closer to your goal or a year better at that skill or Mm -hmm. a year from now, it will still be a year from now, but you never started, so you won't be better at that skill. I think that's something mm. we don't really think about. We're like, you know, we think, well, it doesn't matter because in a year I won't be good anyway, but you'd never really know because the time's mm-hmm. gonna keep passing. So might as well experiment. I sort of go through that when I'm looking at job postings. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like I, when I go through all the things, like oh, these all, all these jobs I might be interested in, the ones that I immediately dismiss because I'm like, oh, I don't know what this means. Like, I, this isn't my background and therefore I can only look at jobs in this realm. Like, that's a mm-hmm. very limiting belief system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that there's a way to just be like, actually, there's a hole in my resume where I feel like I'm actually just missing this one skill that could open up all of these doors. And if I were to apply myself, not even just go back to school, but just focus on learning this new skill, I could make yeah. it happen. Yeah. It's... Mm. And you can add it to your resume. Um, And we're going to be talking about that a bit later, about how nowadays, oh my gosh, there are just so many ways to learn any skill that you would want to learn, often for free. Um, But I think it really does start with having that awareness that you can can gain that skill, you can um, keep practicing, and you will get better. Because if we just assume that we're not going to get better at something, what would be our motivation to start? Um, I know a lot of people have been coming to our yoga in the park classes and we get people who are just sort of watching from the sidelines and I'll go over to them and ask them how they're doing and they'll ask about the class there. It's kind of like, what's going on here? It kind of seems exciting to people. Some people don't even know what it is. Um, And then they're like, well, can I join? I mean, I'm really, really not flexible. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do anything. And I love to tell stories of just students who have been coming to our class since like what, October? And they've come once a week and now they can sit cross-legged when they couldn't before. Or I tell about my boyfriend who in June, he started doing yoga for the first time and he couldn't touch his shins let alone his toes and now he can put both hands flat on the floor and so I love to tell these stories because people are like oh wow really I had no idea I thought that flexibility was like a you know something Mm -hmm. you either had or you didn't have and I still hear that all the time from people like oh I'm just not flexible I could never do yoga um which is just crazy right I mean Mm -hmm. for someone who who like you and I has been doing yoga, we know that we can change and improve, but for someone who hasn't done it, it's very easy to think that you can't, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Are you learning anything right now? 
I, I know that's so broad. <laughs> Am I taking a class of any kind? No. Yeah, I mean, I guess when I think about you, Steph, you're always challenge yourself to learn <laughs> new things, as in, I'm going to try out this new recipe for something that I've never made before. And um, so you're always stretching in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not taking any like specific course, but I have certain things I'm working on. Yeah. Um, actually, just this week, I tried to make pasta from scratch for the first time. It was really delicious um, nice. and not very hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been having a bread baking goal this year, which I'm probably not going to meet by my 25th birthday, but like has been really great anyway. Um, and I had a goal to take 25 online classes or workshops, and I think I'm at like 13 or 14. Um, some of those are just like one-off workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I am. I'm always trying to learn new things. I'm always trying to find new courses or things to take and like listening to podcasts and I'm all about trying to cultivate the mindset whether it's in a real course environment or not. I was gonna ask what workshops you've taken or like online courses. Yeah um I well I was taking on Skillshare for I was on Skillshare for a while I had a trial membership um, which I haven't kept up currently um, because the price jumped a lot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not using it enough to, to justify it. But I've done workshops with like Jess Lively. She does free workshops sort of every quarter um, about like listening to your intuition or um, living from your values, values-based intentions. So her stuff is really good. Um, I took a course on like writing creative nonfiction from Skillshare, which was nice. But I know you're working on... Right now you're working on um, learning brush calligraphy. Yeah, I got interested in calligraphy this summer. Um, One of the Instagram accounts that I follow is a woman who does really beautiful calligraphy. So I decided I wanted to get into calligraphy. Um, So I'd been been practicing through the summer and then I discovered another account uh, more recently, just a few weeks ago. Uh, of a woman named Charisse and her blog and her Instagram are pieces calligraphy and she does brush brush lettering Mm -hmm. um and it's so beautiful and so I actually bought all the materials for that like last weekend and decided I spent the whole day doing all of the tutorials for the different strokes on her blog uh and then I just started writing and it was I it was amazing I posted a picture. It was like my first day of brush lettering. Um, and after following for hours, like who tour tutorials, um, I wrote out this quote because it was Valentine's day, posted it online. Um, and somebody that I didn't know actually shared it on her Instagram. <laughs> was like, ah. um, and like tagged me in it. And it was just so affirming. Um, because I, and I thanked her and told her like I was a complete newbie, but it felt really good that I knew that I had put the work in to learn how to do it properly and that like I was already seeing a return on that. Yeah, so quickly. <laughs> I shared a story with Laura before the podcast because learning how to do sort of beautiful lettering was on my list of goals for this year. And I tried to take a few classes, but I don't have much training in drawing or making 
beautiful script. So it was really challenging for me and I also didn't have the right materials. Um, it's something that I do still want to pursue, but when I saw yours, I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing <laughs> that you could do it in like one day and like suddenly be so good at it. Um, I was a little jealous, but it's amazing. It's really, really cool. And, and I love it. And I actually had, I think that you had a story that kind of prompted us to even start talking about this growth mindset thing, which was when you started calligraphy, someone had words to say to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first started doing calligraphy over the summer, my, I think I was telling my dad about how I was doing, taking all these online tutorials to learn. And he I think his reaction was just like, how do you even have this energy? Um, and I don't say this to brag so much as like, I think it just shows a difference in mindset because I don't think it takes that much energy. Um, right. It's just that it, I saw something online, thought like that would be really cool to have that skill. You know, it's a neat party trick. <laughs> um, and so like, I'm more than happy to give that some of my time. Yeah, and it's like you said, I mean, you're already seeing a return on it, meaning that it's giving you a little bit of energy to even doing these things. Like, I know I get such a boost every time I make a new bread and I get to, like, check one more off my list. Or um, when I try and learn a new skill, I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. That's something I didn't have before. So I guess it's a similar thing to, like, the time's going to pass anyway. Um, what a fun way to spend your time. I mean, I know in the past when I've done, tried to learn how to knit, for instance, like, you end up being able to give people cute gifts and it's like, it's fun and it just takes up your time and it's, it's a skill, but, um, and it takes some practice, but it ends up giving you, like you said, that return on investment, um, that yeah. you wouldn't have had otherwise if you didn't start. So I think it's great. Mm -hmm. I'm missing my knitting this, this winter. I didn't bring my needles with me here, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's okay. I'll be home soon enough and it will be not time to knit. It will be the summer. And I'll try and learn quilting or something. <laughs> you can knit. You can knit outside. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. It's like it's more of like a mindset thing. Again, it's like yeah. in the summertime you just don't really feel like knitting. In the wintertime mm -hmm. you want to. But um, since I'm skipping winter, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I read. I read this thing this week in Fast Company, um, and it was by this woman named Belle Beth Cooper, mm -hmm. and. Uh, so the title of her post is how I became a morning person, read more books and learned a language in a year. Um, and like, it all sounds so impressive, uh, <laughs> but the way she breaks it down, it's very similar to what we're talking about here, which is that like, so for example, with the learning a language in a year, she used Duolingo, um, which is this free online service where they have a, a number of languages that you can learn and they have tutorials. Um, and she just decided that she wanted to do one tutorial a day with her morning coffee and so over the course of the year fi finished the whole language that she was learning mm -hmm. um and so it's little bits it's if you're able to dedicate yourself to something even if it's just a little bit at a time you're gonna see that return over the course of many days of working on something um more so than if you you know just decided like oh maybe i should do a weekend course or something right um yeah, but I love that she found a way that worked for her that also didn't cost any money. Yeah, it didn't cost any money and cost very little time, but yet at mm -hmm. the end of the year, I mean, we have to remember 365 days, it's like, that's a lot of days. Um, if you do something every day, it's going to make a huge difference. I mean, Gretchen mm -hmm. Rubin, our podcast hero, has a great quote 
um, where she says, what you do every day matters more than what you do every once in a while. And that can be applied to a lot of different things, the way you eat, for instance. But I like to think of it as like, you can do a lot if you can make a lot of progress if you do something every single day versus if you, like you said, take a weekend course or mm. just devote one afternoon to it. Um, yeah. There's another woman, I read an article that she wrote less of an article, more of just like a documentation of her project. Her name is Cynthia Koo, and she posted on Medium about this 365 days of drawing project that she did. And she just has this one post that I remember looking through where she just shows the progression of like her first drawing and then her 10th drawing and then her 30th drawing. And then the first drawing she gave away to somebody. And by the end of the year, she's like a bona fide artist. Um, but she was even sometimes not even taking tutorials, but just taking a picture and seeing if she could copy it. Um, mm -hmm. And I just thought her story was just so <laughs> cool and so inspiring. And I, I know that when I've done 365 day projects in the past, for instance, Project 365, <laughs> which is a, a daily photography project, you do end up having to push yourself. You have to find new subjects. You have to end up learning new skills or you just do end up learning new skills because you're more comfortable and more familiar with whatever medium you're using. Um, so I think there's just such huge value in committing to some kind of project for whatever length of time you choose. Um, there have been studies showing that yes, you can get better at drawing just like she's shown in her project or you can get better at singing. If you take singing lessons, you can get way better um, at singing, which is crazy. You know, you think that's something that's sort of built into you. But obviously, mm -hmm. as we've been talking about, it's not. It's something you can improve. So, yeah, I love the idea of designing your own quest or your own journey. Um, Chris Gilbo's newest book, The Happiness of Pursuit, is all about people who have set certain fixed goals for themselves. It may not have been to like learn a skill, although some of them were. One of my favorites is this wife and mother who couldn't like go and have an adventure around the world but she decided she wanted to make one meal from every country in the world and it was like once a week she was going to make this meal and it wasn't just going to be like hey let's like make some falafels um <laughs> <laughs> she was like okay i'm going to really do research i'm going to figure out like why people eat this way i'm going to present that to my kids we're going to make a huge meal like invite all our friends it's going to be more than one course and she really just like threw herself into this project and became this beautiful thing in her family um and in the process, she learned how to cook and she learned a lot about different cultures in the world. So his book is really inspiring for all kinds of stories like that um, about people who are just trying to push themselves just for the sake of pushing themselves, just for the sake mm -hmm. of the pursuit, um, which is just such a beautiful notion, I think. Yeah. And then, the, of course, the inverse of that is sometimes you're not going to want to push yourself and that's not a bad thing. That's true. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think that the having the consistency like for most of the people that he profiles in his book and in other stories I've heard, it's like it sometimes is when you, when you get down to the wire and you've made this commitment, the fact that you continue the commitment is really what makes it so valuable. That even mm. if you're feeling a bit uninspired one week, it's still something you've committed to as a whole and you're, you're looking at what it's giving you in general versus just like how you feel on that particular day, which I think can also be a really beneficial mm -hmm thing to practice in your life. Practice. Just the idea of practice is beneficial. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, if any of our listeners know of 
if you or anybody that you know of has like does break dancing lessons, I would love to take break dancing lessons. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been something like I have a few moves that are totally just party <laughs> tricks and I have nothing to link them together and I'm not a break dancer by any stretch. Um, <laughs> but it's always been something I've been interested in learning more about and I have a really I've been having a hard time finding um, at least formal lessons in Toronto for it. But yeah, give me oh, a shout so cool. <laughs> if that exists and you know of it, please. <laughs> That actually reminds me, you're asking what I was learning lately. I don't know if I told you about this, Laura, but I... Wait, you did tell me. This is incredible. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I saw this dance video online. It was a video taken at the Millennium Dance Com- Center Complex in LA, which is where all of these great dancers go to practice. And you can also just go and take lessons. And these amazing choreographers will come in and teach a class to everyone who comes to the studio and then sometimes they film the best performances. So this guy, he put together the best performances. It was to uh, Missy Elliott's new song, Where Are They From? And I watched it about 35 times in a row before I realized that there was a tutorial that was linked in the video. I mean, my voice, I'm just getting so excited just even thinking about it. Um, And you know that one of my goals for the year, uh, I mentioned in our goals and intentions podcast, is to buy one thing a month that sparks joy. And so I was like, hey, this $4.99 tutorial is definitely going to spark joy. Still is doing it, (laughs) clearly. Um, And so I bought it. I bought this tutorial. It's like a half hour long. I've only done half of it, but I know half the dance now. And I still look a bit clumsy doing it, but um, I'm practicing. That's still really, so cool. And it's we so should, fun. We should link to that video in the show notes for this post because that is a badass dance. Oh my um, gosh, it's so And I can't great. wait until you can do it in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I do it in its entirety, I still will probably look like a fool. But you know what? It's so much fun. Like, yeah. I haven't danced in a really long time. I used to take lessons, but not in a really long time. But I always loved hip-hop dance, so maybe I'll, like, get more tutorials. It was really fun. Um, (laughs) um, but yeah, that kind of brings us to the next section of the episode where we want to talk about some of the amazing, really amazing online places that we can learn about all these different skills for free. And it's just crazy. Um, you already mentioned Duolingo, which have you used that before, Laura? Um, I used it to brush up on some French, uh, but I haven't used it a ton. So I've like... I've experimented with it, and Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool. It is so cool. I I did about half of the Spanish one. No, Mm. a third. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) even less. Um, But it's it's a really awesome app, and I really love it. Um, A similar one that you can use to, like, just learn vocabulary is Memrise, M-E-M-R-I-S-E. These will all be in the show notes, um, so you don't have to write them down. But Memrise is more like flashcards, and you can do it for verbs or vocabulary and languages or all kinds of other whatever you want to learn about. So you can just kind of give yourself electronic flashcards and learn all kinds of new words or whatever. I've never heard of that one. Do you know if they have Cantonese? I'm having a hard time finding Cantonese lessons. I am almost hundred percent sure that they would have Cantonese. Yes. Yeah. Related. If anybody listening knows of good Cantonese (laughs) lessons, let me know. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Oh, there was one time I was, um, I tried to learn Cantonese by podcast before I went to Hong Kong the last time to visit my mom's dad. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I was just repeating and memorizing phrases. So it was like one of the phrases I got really <laughs> proficient at was like, there's a mosquito. I will kill it. <laughs> um, but I saw no mosquitoes during my time there and uh, kind of had to stretch it to use it. Like, it was just a fly. Yeah. Do you still <laughs> but, remember how to say it? Um, yao manna. That means, like, there's a mosquito. That's like... <laughs> uh, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that... Since then, my Cantonese has been at a bit of a standstill. So, looking for a good <laughs> lesson. We'll, we'll check out Memorize. <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, there's a service that I've been meaning to use. My mom's partner told me about it back in the summertime, but I never signed up. I totally forgot about it until this week I was reading Little Black Leggings and I was like, damn, that's the thing I wanted to sign up for. (laughs) So can you tell us all a bit more about Blinkist in case we've forgotten about it? (laughs) Yeah, so Blinkist is really neat. I discovered it a few weeks ago and basically it is a subscription to being able to read book summaries and the summaries Mm -hmm. are laid out just like chapters um, so they're really easy to read and uh, during there's a free trial period, which is it only lasts a few days, but you have access to all of the books in their library. So I read the Four Hour Work Week and the Seven Hi- Habits of Highly Effective People um, in just a matter of hours. You digest like all the important information from it from right. the summaries, um, which was so good. And then after that, you can either uh, pay for a subscription where you have access to. Uh, all the summaries on an ongoing basis or they still have a free version where daily there's one book that you have access to Um, just picked at random yeah so I was reading it the other day and I was reading the pre-selected book for the day which was called The Knowledge Mm -hmm. and it's a book it's like a guide on how to survive an apocalypse (laughs) um oh my gosh and I felt like I was reading something written by like Dwight Schrute from the office like it was just like uh, talking about like how to make sure that the soil in your area has like the proper breakdown that you'll be able to grow things in and how to make your own soap so that you can disinfect things and here's how to make your own charcoal because it will burn hotter than wood like um but yeah so I don't know like I was only reading that because <laughs> I was only was reading that because day. of Blinkist. Yeah. Um, but I swear, if something happens, <laughs> you'll be well prepared. That that knowledge will be in the back of my head. But um, but yeah, so I'm I'm really enjoying that and just seeing what they have on a daily basis because it's so easy to digest all the main messages of a book right. just within a couple hours, um, which I think is perfect for. I mean, they have stuff for business, marketing, psychology. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's cool because um, I can say from experience there have been a few nonfiction books I've read where it's like, okay, your main point was in the first four chapters. Like I can, (laughs) I still will finish the rest of your book, but you really could have condensed this a lot. So um, that's an awesome idea because a lot of them, you don't really need to learn to read the entire book to get the main, the main points and the main ideas. It's really Mm -hmm. cool. It reminds me of like when people will commit to every morning like reading one dictionary definition or like watching one TED talk. It's just like a way to get an injection of cool ideas really quickly mm-hmm. or to learn one new thing every day. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. It's like a cool Coles notes. 
Yeah, exactly. And you can access it on your phone or on your desktop. And um, so it's pretty flexible. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, One of the other services I wanted to mention um, was one I sent to you a couple weeks ago and I mentioned earlier in the episode is Skillshare. And um, it's probably the only one of these websites that are sort of all-purpose classes like I know there are others like Udemy and Allison but I haven't actually signed up for those ones yet um there is a class on Allison a photography course that I'm thinking about taking um but I can't speak for it yet um but yeah Skillshare is really cool they have all sorts of different things that's kind of where I started learning my first failed attempt at calligraphy (laughs) or brush lettering um you can take like graphic design classes you can take I took a class on writing creative nonfiction, which was really cool and they have a lot of people that are really experienced in their fields like the woman who taught the creative nonfiction classes Susan Orleans who writes for the New Yorker she's like an incredible writer um and so you can really learn from the best like one national geographic documentary photographer taught a course on documentary photography um so Mm -hmm. yeah so you get to like get all these ideas straight from the source which is really cool um and i really enjoyed it i may refresh my subscription they're always having deals for like three months for 99 cents or something but you have to be quick to get them (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna try and get back into that because i did really enjoy having all of the classes to choose from Yeah, that's really neat. And this is sort of an aside, but I love the idea that there's a platform that's able to support people who are experts in their fields when they where they can share little lessons in Mm -hmm. a course format without having to become a professor necessarily. Um, And they can actually just share their skill and earn from it from from sharing. Yeah, 100 percent. Like anyone can sign up to be a teacher on Skillshare. So Mm -hmm. it's a really cool platform. Um, they've had Seth Godin on there. You can take Seth Godin's like marketing classes. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, I love his awesome. blog. I he's amazing. Yeah. So, um, Code Academy. Both of us have used Code Academy, I think. Yeah. Um, which is if you are looking to learn the basics of HTML or CSS, uh, Code Academy was really helpful for me. Um, I did all the basic lessons and now whenever I need to like update our like my website and stuff I feel confident that I can figure out how to make the change that I'm trying to make Uh, so I think that that was a really good basis for me to have yeah and they have like all the programming languages I'm pretty sure too like you can learn JavaScript and um Python Mm -hmm. and anything you want to learn. So, um, yeah. And they have a really cool system where you feel like you're really checking things off, (laughs) which is like a huge motivator for me. Um, because they'll just be like, Oh, you just reached this new skill. Um, which (laughs) always keeps you, keeps you engaged. Um, so yeah, I I liked Code Academy. I used it for the last time, like quite a few years ago now. So I'm sure they've really improved it. Mm -hmm. And I just think there are so many tools online that give us access to learning the exact skills that we are interested in or want to fill in the blanks for our resume. And like, there's no better time to just, I mean, we could probably go on forever, but there's no better time (laughs) than now than to just Google, like, how do I learn Java? And all these options will come up for you. And more likely than not, there will be an affordable option where you can learn something that you can actually put on your resume. It's incredible. Yeah, like blogs that just offer all these things for free, like YouTube tutorials, and it's just like really amazing. I, mm-hmm. I'm 
I agree. I think this is like, what a time to be alive. <laughs> like it's you just, just yeah. so great. You just launched something on your blog. Do you want to talk about yeah. that? Um, it's a course for people who want to build their own blog, um, that are interested in self-hosting, but don't really know where to start with that. And it's kind of like everything I've learned over all the years that I have been blogging distilled into like one course. <laughs> so there's video tutorials on everything from like coding in HTML to, um, how to put images on your, on your site and optimize your site for search engines and everything. And there's a book as well that comes with it. So yeah, if anyone wants to check out, it's sort of like I incorporated the design aspect and the writing aspect and all of the different things that you need to know for blogging and tried to put them into one course. So cool. yeah. How yeah. much does it cost? It's $30 and you can find it at brilliantbeautifulblog.com. Okay. That's the first time I've ever done like a, <laughs> a spiel on the podcast. So I'm new to it. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, I made you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I'm um, not good at that stuff. But no, but it's yeah. amazing. Like I said, I think it's, I mean, you have this skill set, and you've been, you've been blogging for years, like for longer than I've known you. Um, mm -hmm. so for you to be able to put all of your knowledge in a course that somebody can go through in, like, how long do you think somebody would take to go through all the content? I mean, like if you were doing it every day, probably like a week, maybe. Yeah. Not even. So if you could learn like how to build your own blog and design it the way you wanted it to look and also get the most of how to your writing for it, like that's wonderful that you're able to share that. Oh, thanks Laura. Yeah. I was happy to put it together and I hope that it can help people. So hmm. yeah. I would love to hear what skills everybody else is working on. Oh my gosh. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And what websites they're using to do it because I am sure there are hundreds that we don't know about that are amazing mm. and are coming up. Like Blinkist is so new. Um, and I think there's just going to be more and more that are going to be like that, that are going to be helpful. So yes, please tell us all the things. <laughs> yeah, let us know on our website in the comments. We get like hardly any comments. Most of what we get is surprisingly private Facebook messages. Um, but mm -hmm. we would love to start fostering more of a community on our website. So let us know in the comments or send us a message on Twitter uh, at Green Guinea Pigs. We would adore to hear from you. And we'll probably also share what other people are learning if we get yeah. enough answers on uh, next time we record. For sure. And if you would like to subscribe to the show, you can find us on iTunes. We're at Guinea Pig and Green. And you can also leave us a rating or a comment while you're there. It will help us to reach more listeners who love to talk about the same things that we do, which is our goal with the podcast. So. <laughs> but thanks for listening so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.